Hello, and welcome to Science Who, where we learn about scientists from history together. Make sure to keep up with all of our episodes by going to WNTHradio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, let's get straight into our episode about the one and only John Bardeen. John Bardeen was born on May 23, 1908, in Madison, Wisconsin, just near where I am in Chicago. He was born into a wealthy family. His father was a professor of anatomy at the University of Wisconsin Medical School and later was a dean at the same school. His mother was a teacher at the Dewey Laboratory School in Chicago. At a young age, Bardeen was amazed by the sciences, just like his parents. John was a very good student. He finished high school at age 15 and was admitted to the University of Wisconsin's engineering program. There, he studied mathematics and physics. In 1928, at age 20, he earned his master's degree in electrical engineering and a bachelor's degree in the same. His schooling helped him create the most important thing in modern technology, the transistor. With both a master's and bachelor's degree under his belt, he moved to his post-schooling era, where he was a research assistant for two years at the University of Wisconsin, and then he worked for Gulf Research Laboratories in Pennsylvania. While working for Gulf Oil, he discovered a love for theoretical science rather than practical applications. Once he finished those two jobs, he re-enrolled to Princeton to earn his PhD in mathematical physics. While at Princeton, he met and married his lifetime lover, Jane Maxwell. Once he graduated from Princeton and earned his doctorate, he was a fellowship at Harvard and worked there for a few years. And then in 1938, he was an assistant professor at Harvard, teaching physics and mathematics. Now in World War II, he requested an absence of leave to help the war efforts working for naval ordnance labs. He was invited to work on the Manhattan Project, which later invented the first ever nuclear weapons. He also considered going back to University of Wisconsin to work further as a professor and researcher there. After the war winded down, he got an offer from Bell to work for a new research group headed by William Shockley. Working with William Bratton to successfully create a semiconductor application device, AKA a transistor. Semiconductors are materials that sometimes conduct and sometimes don't conduct electricity. Examples are like circuit boards and different electronics that we use day to day. Electricity The basics of electricity is the movement of electrons from one place to another, where a battery stores a lot of electrons, and then a light uses that flow of electrons to power and light up the room. There are different types of these conductors. There are things that don't conduct at all, and then some things that easily conduct. An example of something that easily conducts is copper. 
but air itself does not conduct electricity. Copper conducts because the atoms are so close together and so tightly bounded that the electrons can easily flow through it. Air, however, the atoms are just floating around the air, not connected to anything. The, the electrons cannot bounce from one atom to the next. Scientists have been trying to find a practical and usable solution for these semiconductors. They discovered silicon, which is a very e simple and easy to use semiconductor. It conducts electricity whenever it, um, a little bit of heat is applied to it. So we can create a lot of our circuits using this element silicon. They now need a way to u apply these semiconductors or use them to create something usable to make sure that when a certain semiconductor is on, but the others aren't. This is also why Silicon Valley is named why it is, because a lot of those technology companies like Apple, Google, Intel, Dell, they're all based in the valley of between San Francisco and San Jose. And they all use silicon in their circuit boards a lot. The most easy way to apply these semiconductors is to put them together in a certain way, which is called a tr transistor. A, transi a basic transistor is when there are two separate groups of a semiconductor where they have one less atom, but separating them is a group of semiconductors that have one more atom. And then, and, and so there's an input and output, and then in the middle, the very first transistors that Bardini and his research group created were called point contact transistors. Once they created this initial transistor, there was an argument of who should get credit. William Shockley, the leader of the group, or John Bardeen and William Bratton, because they did the majority of the work. When it came down to it, John Bardeen and William Bratton did eventually get the credit on the patent, and William Shockley did not get any of the credit. That is why I, that is why we know of John Bardeen creating the first semiconductor and not William Shockley. After he, they closed up this group and once they didn't agree on anything anymore, John did move to become a professor at the University of Illinois or U of I at Urbana in Champaign. Re he researched superconductivity. Superconductivity is when an element um, organizes electrons into pairs, and he developed this theory about superconductors called the BCS theory. And so, naturally, the superconductor organizes the electron into pairs, and th these pairs are critical in the distinctive properties of superconductors. He received two Nobel Prizes for physics, one for the BZS theory in 1972, and then the second one for the transistor in 1956. 
He retired from the U of I in 1975 and then died on January 30th, 1991 in Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you for listening to Science Who. We have new episodes weekly. You can access all of our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts or on our website, wnth.radio.com. And that's it for me, and I hope to hear from you soon.